saying? Bad bitch to left, real niggas to right, it in. Yeah, I can trust all these bitches, all they want is money. Bad back, baby girl, now you know my honey. Yeah, all my homies turning phony for some money. Yeah, all my homies turning phony. Welcome back to the All Day Sports Podcast, episode 32. Another week, another episode, another wild week in sports. We found some breaking news, you know, Kyrie. Um, that news broke the internet today. Or he's gonna miss the playoffs. Uh, the West seeding is pretty crazy in this playoff race right now, from like five down. Villanova's won their second championship in three years. And Gakwe, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, hit two buzzer beaters in back-to-back games to seal the deal. Mama mentality. Mm. And things were heating up in Miami with one of their big men. <laughs> we're gonna jump right into it. So I mean, that shit was resolved the next day anyway. Yeah, no, because we handle things pro- professionally and and we get past things. Big facts. We got big picture, which is the playoffs and where it's looking right now. We're gonna have to play LeBron James. We'll get into that in a little bit. First, I did want to start off with the NCAA final uh, game of the season. Men and women, because we did have we had a really good final four actually for both, mm-hmm. you know, men and women. All the one seeds made it. Yep. In the in the in the women's bracket, but UConn once again bounced in the final four, <clears throat> and uh, this year it wasn't Mississippi State; it was Notre Dame. Shout out Scholar Diggins. <laughs> And That's bad. it was it was a heartbreaking shot. You know, there was one second left, and, and she just stepped back jumper off the dribble. Same kind of shot that Mississippi State hit last year on them to eliminate them. And then, you know, it was it was awesome. What was awesome about that was Ngakwe, I feel like I'm saying it wrong. I need, can somebody check in the back how do you say her name? <laughs> We're going to get that for you. <laughs> <laughs> we in the studio. Yeah, right. No, nah, but anyways, my studio. I'm gonna just call her Clutch Clutchmaster. Clutchmaster Mamba. She uh she she hit the big shot and Kobe tweeted at her after the game and wow, you know, big shot, way to hit it. And she saw the tweet from Kobe and she was like, "Wow, my life is complete." You know, Kobe Bryant tweeted at me. And he said, "No, go win the championship, then your life is complete." Then she did that shit all over again. Sunday night. It was like buzzer beater. Literally, buzzer beater at the... And this one was a buzzer beater, so it was even nastier. And it was a three-pointer, and they were tied, so she didn't even need to shoot a three. Clutch. That's all I can say. Ice in her veins. That's all I'm going to say. As far as men's, we saw Villanova prowl through Kansas in the Final Four. We saw... Michigan upset. I'm going to call Michigan upset in Loyola, Chicago. You just, have to. Just because of the hype that was around them and, and everything they had going on for them. It was crazy because the media the media was like Super Bowl media week, you know, and with, with Sister sister Mary Jean, I think her name is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they, yeah, they just call Sister Jean. Sister Jean. Yeah. They had a, you know, The Onion, right? They had a fucking art. They had an article with the headline. It was like, 
they're they're putting Sister Jean back in the closet until next year. Like they just like lock her in a room until until she's the tournament a, comes she's around. A prop. Oh my god. <laughs> she put they put her in a body preserver. <laughs> she's been ninety for the next <laughs> since the last time they were in the final four. <laughs> She'll be right back next year. That's well, I'd hope. But um, you know, bless bless Sister Jean. She she did them well and no, like I said, Villanova just got off offensively way too hot against Kansas and then eventually met Michigan in the final in the championship and no match. Michigan didn't even look like the same team. They they no. had they had no answer for that firepower. But isn't that what Villanova did to every team they played in the tournament? They made them look like that's not how they are. You know, Kansas Kansas played a really good game versus Duke and we took them to overtime and you know we could have hit a game winning shot and they're a one seed for a reason. They've been, you know, top five team all year. Uh, Devontae Graham, you know, uh, one of the player of the year runner-ups, I believe. Makai um, Luke, number 10, a white boy mm-hmm. shooter. And uh, they had number 14. I can't remember his name, but they, he's a small forward. <clears throat> he was hitting really big shots, but they made him look like, you know, regular, regular, regular-ass team and, and, you know. Villanova just shooting threes. I think Jay Wright needs to get way more respect than he's gotten. You know, he's built this program. And, you know, look at Jalen Brunson. He's a junior. I think he's going to come out. Probably. He'll probably come out after two championships he's won. Um, you know, all power to him if he stays, win another one maybe. But Jay Wright really has a good program here in Villanova. And it doesn't seem like it's slowing down. Mm-hmm. So... I'm mad that college basketball is over. We're going to have to wait till November, September, November. School, back when school starts. I don't remember the last time we had a March Madness that was that. It was crazy. wild. Yeah. That was wild. There was, I couldn't keep up with the upsets. Like That's what I'm saying. Like It wasn't even March Madness. It was like upset madness. It was, I mean, by the time that uh, I think it was Virginia, by the time they lost, they said it was zero perfect brackets remaining. And that yeah. was early. Mm-hmm. So that was like that was the first game or their second game. Yeah, I don't even remember the team they lost to. UMBC. Wow. See, fucking news channel program. The Golden Retrievers. <laughs> yeah, NBC. The yeah. Golden Retrievers. The retrievers. The white people with dogs. <laughs> the comet from Full Houses. <laughs> they lost to Airbud. <laughs> Airbud. Damn, that's why they won. They had them Airbud ones on. Mm-hmm. Throwing alleys to the dog at practice. Uh, get into the NBA. As I said, this playoff picture is pretty crazy right now. And in the East, it's it's kind of shaped out to to be what it is. You know, I mean, every team in the top eight has clinched. It just all comes down to seeding now. Yep. And we know Toronto by Saturday. When when you guys are hearing this, they'll probably have already clinched the number one seed. There was three games left or four games left, and they have a three game lead. They clinched that. It's Boston's safe, gonna clinch the two got seed. They're fifty three and twenty five, and you know Cleveland and <clears throat> Philadelphia are basically fighting for the three seed. Where Philadelphia's won twelve straight, and Cleveland's won five straight. But excuse me, uh, you know the way Philadelphia's playing without Joel Embiid is is pretty scary right now for any other Eastern Conference team that might have to play them, i.e. Uh, Miami or. Indiana, whichever mm-hmm. that, but definitely would rather play Philadelphia as a Miami Heat fan than Cleveland. Here's my thing on this, though. 
Now, Miami currently sits at six, 43 and 36. Uh, mind you, seven and three in the last 10. Won two straight so far. Just boosts us up. Win streak. Um, win streak. Yeah, right? Two game win streak. <laughs> no, but if we're going to play Cleveland, okay, my thing as a fan, I, I believe that we have a chance to go, you know, to the Eastern Conference Finals because I think that everybody in the East, one through eight, can beat each other. In, so. in a seven-game series. I don't see any team here that, that just sticks out and is like, you know, definite win. Unless it's, you know, Cleveland-Washington or Cleveland-Milwaukee. There's going to be no sweeps in the Eastern right. Conference playoffs. Right. In the West, maybe. but the East, And no. even in the West, we'll get to that. But I'm not sure. I think it's going to be a really good first round. Uh, but as I was saying about Miami, if we do end up playing Cleveland, I'd rather play LeBron, you know, first playoff series than – than him being warm and second or Eastern Conference Finals. You play LeBron in Eastern Conference Finals, you're asking for trouble because the only thing stopping him from getting to his eighth consecutive finals is you. And you don't want to be in LeBron's way at that point. Obviously, it's the same scenario, but the only difference is, is that, you know, the stakes the stakes are high because it's a playoffs, but it's not a conference championship. It's a first round. They're going to feel like, you know, they're entitled to winning a first round, I believe, in Cleveland. So, a team like Miami full of dogs and nothing to lose. We missed the playoffs last year. We had a chance. We wanted to play Cleveland last year in the playoffs. Like, we would have played Golden State first round in the playoffs. Just let us make the playoffs. So, as hungry as we are, I, I like our chances against Cleveland in the first round. And I don't. I, I truly don't mind playing them. So. But didn't Danny say last week that LeBron never lost the first round matchup? He sure never, did. He's no, never he, lost in the first round. But then again, we've also never seen LeBron and Wade go against each other. In the playoffs at the all. Playoffs this so, this is potentially the first the time first and the round. only time we'll ever see them play against each other in the playoffs. LeBron never got to play against Kobe in the finals. So this could be like our – I mean, obviously it's late on Wade's end, but – Like historically, I mean, yeah. historically, like NBA fans and especially Heat fans, we've been dying to see this. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like win or lose, I, I need to – this is like – this is for me. This is actually more important to me than a Rodgers versus Brady Super Bowl. That to me would have been like a LeBron versus Kobe right, final. Right. But this, like, I need to see LeBron versus Wade in a playoff series. Yeah, and I just want to see LeBron in Miami on the road in a playoff series, like that that hostile environment. He had, he can't beat us in Miami. He can't. He is zero seven in Miami since he went since back. Since he came back, since he left. And I just, you know, the the dogs, they're just waiting. We haven't been in the playoffs in two years. It feels like an eternity. So um, if if the seeding stays right now, Washington won tonight, Milwaukee lost. So Washington's sitting seven and Milwaukee's at eight. Um, They're actually tied right now. They're both 42 and 37, but I think Washington has the tiebreaker on Milwaukee. Um, If we go down the list right now, by the way, the news broke today. Like I said, Kyrie Irving is going to be out for the rest of the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, has to take two screws out of his knees or his knee. And it's that same knee that gave him problems in Cleveland. Yeah, it's an infection. So that's scary, man. And, and it just sucks. It's unfortunate for Boston fans. Well, it was unfortunate that Boston fans had to be Boston fans. But since they already did, you know, you lose your best player. Well, arguably, first or second best player. First game of the season, five minutes in, and then you lose your other best player right before the playoffs. <coughs> Bless you. 
<laughs> so right now we're going to go 1-8. It'll be Toronto versus Milwaukee. This is the this is the pre because next week when we when we have our next episode it's going to be set playoffs will probably be starting in like a day or two. They start on probably the, fi- they start on the 15th. Playoffs start on the 15th. I think that's, that's the Saturday then. From, yeah. That's the Sunday. Wow, they start on a Sunday playoffs. Starts the 15th. Yeah, Sunday. Mm-hmm. So they're going to start the Sunday after we drop the next episode. Yeah. Now, we'll do an early go ahead in my opinion, I don't think <clears throat> since we're doing like covering it, as far as the East goes, I don't think the East seed is gonna change. Yeah, I think this it is might pretty not. set. It might I, mean, not. I think as far as the East goes, the East is locked. Yeah, I, well, like we said, I mean, it's just gonna come down to Cleveland and Philly at three and four, which is pretty big because that's gonna, you know, change. Do we play Philly or do we play LeBron? So, and Philly's gonna be missing Joel Embiid for some time. I don't. I don't think Joel Embiid plays a first round series. Whiteside's gonna eat if we play Philly. Yeah, he always eats. He's, Embiid's yeah, not, yeah. He even eats with Embiid, in, but he he'll eat without Embiid. So Embiid like he like he doesn't like playing against Whiteside. <sighs> Kyle Lowry and Demar Derozan and at, the best bench in the NBA sitting at the top of the East. Bam fleet. They're gonna go against Milwaukee, right? OG Unanubi. <laughs> <laughs> I think Toronto takes Milwaukee, but this year, I think this series might go seven. Jabari Parker back. They got Bledsoe this year. Giannis, they have Bledsoe this year. Giannis playing the way he's just playing this year, and he's been playing all year. I don't think that they they, they it's just a cakewalk through the first round for Toronto. I need to see what Kyle Lowry's going to do. Um, they played Cleveland the other night, and Kyle Lowry had like five points. Or it was, I don't know if it was Cleveland. He's getting in playoff mode early. Yeah, he's just practicing. So they they have that they have that reputation over the past couple seasons. So you you can't really put your faith in them. You That's really it, can't. it's like Boston with the one seed last year. Like you know they're a good team. You know they can win sixty games. But what are you guys really gonna do? Got nothing to show for it. You guys um, lost by fifty to the Cavs. Gentlemen sweep in five. They should have ended the series right there when they got to fifty. The lead. To be honest, <laughs> got series over. Guys, guys, get, get off the court. Get off the court. That would have been the generous thing to do. Fans, you are now allowed to go home. The series is over. The lead has passed forty nine. What <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> At home, how you the one seed? You lose by fifty. At home. To be honest, I think this, as far as this series goes, it's gonna be sweet. I think Toronto sweeps. Yeah, I think Toronto sweeps because I think. Because with Kyrie going down, I think Toronto is kind of like how um, Houston is the West. Like, it's like, it's now or never for them, to be honest. I think, like, their hunger has just got to that point, and they've gotten better as the season has gone on, and they've come out really strong out of the break, which I did, which I thought was going to make or break them. Because they were really good going up right. into the break, and I was like, the Toronto that comes out of the break is going to really define how they are for the rest of the season going to the playoffs. They came out really strong on the break. I did not expect that from them at all. So I think Toronto like now realizes like it's now and like if you're gonna make a move, if you're gonna make a push, right. it's gonna be now. I mean, but just because you feel that way doesn't mean it's gonna work. Now you have teams like Houston, like you said. I mean, Houston, in a sense, yeah, this year's now or never because it's like they have Chris Paul. 
But you don't think last year was a now or never feeling for them? No, um, I don't think they had that. Because they lost to San Antonio in game six when James Harden scored 13 points? Or why? The Warriors were healthy last year. I, I get that, but the Warriors don't. Okay, the Warriors there, are healthy right now. There wasn't they that just urgency. don't have Steph Curry until the second round. There wasn't that urgency, I don't think, for them last year. Because they kind of felt like we still have time. Like we still have pieces that we need. I don't think that there's with that with the making with, with the move of Chris Paul on the one year rental. Yeah, they're finally like yeah, exactly on the one year rental. They're finally like okay, we're like this is kind of like the all in. Like we're all in mm-hmm. now. Like going and making that move, you're all in. This is what the Rams are doing right now. <laughs> yeah, and that's, <laughs> that's what the Rams are doing. Which we'll get scary. Yeah, that's scary. Um, I I just I just don't have supreme faith in Toronto. I mean. As Danny said, this, what they've showed us is what we can go off of. And if you look at their past uh, playoff record, it doesn't show for greatness. Uh, Kyle Lowry is sometimes vanished. DeRozan sometimes has to put the team on his back. Valanchunas is very inconsistent. Serge Ibaka has been inconsistent all year this year. And they have the best bench in the league, as you mentioned. But who on that bench has been to the playoffs? No one. They've been in the G League playoffs. Now, no, no. And, and it, you know, it's not the fact that they're not good or, or their bench isn't as good as advertised because it is. And they're not number one in the league for no reason. You know, Dwayne Casey's doing a phenomenal job. And, you know, if the Rockets didn't have 89 wins this year, then I think he'd probably win coach of the year. But I believe you got to give that to D'Antoni as we spoke last week, just off the fact that, you know, the accomplishment that they have, you know, with the winning season, they have the number one seed in the West, uh, and Golden State, they're making Golden State look uncomfortable, mm-hmm. right? So the firepower in Toronto, it, it, off the bench, I, I just don't see when when, it, when the game slows down, I don't see them, you know, really taking over a game or, or, or helping the team get out to a 10-point lead like they'll do here now. And in the playoffs, everything's just different. You know, Milwaukee being as long as they are, they're a really good defensive team. Yeah, but I think it'd be more of a sense of Milwaukee beating themselves. So, right, right. Because they just they haven't been able to find their identity. They've been off kilter all season. The firing of Jason Kidd really threw them mm-hmm. off. And don't get me wrong, I'm not telling you that I think Toronto's going to lose the first round. I don't. Right. I think it's going to be a good series, six or seven games. Mm-hmm. I think they do come out with the victory. But going into those later rounds, um, it's it's just going to get tougher. And that's just you know obviously the playoffs is how it is. But I don't know. I just I don't think they're ready for it. I really don't. Um, I think. You know, a team like Washington. I think a team like Indiana and Philadelphia are—they're just more hungry. You know, like you said, it, it's all in. But do you do you get the all in feeling from Toronto? Like, I don't feel that dog mentality from from anybody. But like Kyle Lowry has a dog mentality, but that's how he's played throughout his career. And DeRozan's just a you know a fire player. But these guys don't really show you know like super, super passionate for the game. They have a lot of fun with it because they're really cool and, you know, they're a really close-knit team. But as I said, I mean, a a strong, hungry team like Philadelphia, strong, hungry team like Indiana with the most improved player on their team as Victor Oladipo, it's going to be tough in this Eastern Conference. So if Boston holds up to play Washington, that's going to be a good series because they've played, for the last two years, they've played, you know, really good, Every game, like every time that they play on ESPN or whatever, and we're forced to watch it, we, you know, we see a good game. And and now Boston's going to be missing their best player. They're going to be relying on Terry Rozier and Shane Larkin 
to run the point guard mm. in the playoffs. Now, Terry Rozier is a really good player. Is he a starting point guard in the league? Yes, he'll find his way. He can start on on a, on a team right now in in the in the league. But to have Terry Rozier and then be backed up by Shane Larkin, first of all, that's defensive liability because you got a point guard like John Wall. And I mean, obviously, their bench point guard isn't great. He held him down while John Wall was hurt. But white boy, yeah, Severinsky or something like that. Yeah. But John Wall in general, I mean, and okay, look. So they they play. You know, look at the point guards in the East. We have Kyle Lowry, uh, George Hill, Ben Simmons. Indiana is what? Who's Indiana starting point? No. Darren Collison, right? Yeah, Collison. Darren Collison, uh, Goran Dragic, and Eric Bledsoe, and John Wall. Terry Rozier, 30 minutes, He, he sticks minutes out like a sore thumb. He'll have a good game. He'll have a good game. He'll have a 28-point game. You know, he'll blow up. And then from there, you don't really know what he's going to give you every night, especially in the playoffs. You get what I'm saying? Um, so Boston playing Washington with this roster – I think I don't. You know, that's a, like I said, that's a tough series. That's probably going seven like it did last year. It went seven last year, and they had Isaiah Thomas, and you know, they had their full strength roster. Kelly Olynyk went off for like he made one victim in Game Seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but they're gonna have to find some magic if they want to scrape out the first round versus Washington. They, they might not make it out the first. I got Washington in six. That's fair. It's nothing. You know, I can't argue it. Because it's bold, but at the same time, it's realistic. You have Jalen Brown, who was a rookie last year, who is playing really good this year. But don't get it twisted; like he was playing this good last year. He was far from this last year. This is, you know, this is the progression that they expected to see from him, and and I'm glad that they're seeing from him. But I don't think he's somebody you rely. You don't give him the ball to go make a play. You give Jason Tatum the ball, and he's a rookie. And that's my thing. Like when it comes down to the playoffs, your all-star player, your superstar player, your go-to player. Is what's going to carry you through late games, big games, big moments. Yep. You have nobody on the Boston roster right now that you can say definitively, oh, down down a bucket, late seconds, or oh, like we're on a – They're or re- Washington's on a 10-0 run. Who can we give the ball yep. like to spark off? Like you don't have that go-to player. They're really going to have to rely on um, Al Horford and, and Morris to really have consistent games throughout the playoffs because – but even then, I mean, nothing to take away from Al Horford. That's a, I'm, and I'm not you know, saying that's the answer. I'm telling you what it is. You know right. what I'm saying? I'm just telling you they're, that they're looking at guys like this to, to hold them up. Because, you, of course, Jason Tatum's a baller. You know, all-rookie team, NBA first, all-first team, rookie, whatever whatever it's called. But, you know, Facts. to get him in a playoff series – to, to consistently even score 15 points a game in the first round is, is asking, you know, for a lot from a rookie. And it's pretty tough. John Wall got his braids in his head, and he looks like he's about to kill somebody. He was out there throwing bees tonight. Big bees. Big bees. Moving on to Cleveland, if it holds up, to play Miami. This is going to be very, very biased. Very biased. You got three Miami Heat fans here. We don't get paid to talk about Cleveland, so we're this not gonna, playoff series will go down in the history stuff. books. If if it ends up being Cleveland versus Miami, we're gonna be telling our kids about. Shout it. out to Michael Rappaport who went on Undisputed this morning and told Shannon Sharp to his face uh-huh. that if the Cavs have to play the Heat, they will be eliminated in the first round. 
It's no cakewalk. Full of dogs on that team. And what do you call? What do you say, James Johnson? Hard body karate. Hard body karate. <laughs> he said LeBron doesn't want that. That, that body. That body contact. <laughs> Blood sport. <laughs> he said Kelly arm breaking Olenek. <laughs> Up against Kevin Love again. <laughs> Round two. Round, round dude two. Round dude. Round dude. So, uh, Goran Dragic, the most underrated point guard in the NBA. Those were words from Michael Rappaport. And that's coming from an old head Knicks fan yeah. from New York. And he's talking about our heat in today's era like that. That's respect. He said he's bringing out the Ronnie Cycling jersey. <laughs> all playoffs. Yeah, all, all finals. He's at all, all finals. finals. That's why I love him. All love finals. Uh, you know how we feel about Heat versus Cavs, so let's move on to Indiana, Philadelphia, if that holds up. Um, honestly, that might be the closest series of any. That's offense. going seven. Honestly, that's easy going. Seven. That's going seven. Yeah, but who do you take? I, I might if Joel Embiid doesn't play, I think that they have a hard time. Oh, if he doesn't play, it's, I mean, yeah, if he doesn't play, then yeah, it's Indiana in seven. Oof, that's tough. I mean, I don't see him not playing. They won't have an answer for Miles Turner. If I don't see if he's not playing. But, exactly but do you point. see Embiid sitting out? He has a week and a half. I mean, granted, he did fracture a bone in his face. Put a mask on. This is your first playoff appearance in your career. This is the first time you get the opportunity. How now? Now, if you guys don't take care of business and you sit out, how do you feel all off season? Thinking, wow, you know, like I could have had my contribution to the part. To be honest, I don't think it affects him. How not? Because they've they went with trust the process for this long. Yeah, but I mean, and now now oh, now I'm the thinking. process is in the process is in motion. The process made the playoffs. Like they're about to like, have home this court. This is what the process is for. The I, process has home court advantage right now. In the I playoffs, know, take advantage. I know it's not about consolation prizes, but for them, I think they take it. If it does come down to that, I get what you're saying. I mean, they're not going to win the finals because all they do is look. That's all they do. Like glass half full. Like they just look towards the future. That's all they do. You can't tell them. You can't tell them anything. Yeah, for sure. If I'm Embiid, though, I don't think I sit. I think I want to yeah. play. If I'm Embiid, that's just as a as a competitor. Because fucking Westbrook was playing. Remember when he got kneed in the face mm-hmm. and he like fractured mm-hmm. his fucking face? I don't know what he fractured. Westbrook mask some shit in his face, and he fucking he was like playing the next game. How exciting is Embiid? Masked Embiid going to be talking hella shit in the playoffs? I'm see it all over Instagram. So all over Twitter. You know that just wraps up the Eastern Conference, and, and you know. Shows us that it's going to be a good one. The West, on the other hand. Okay, so here it is. The West is a clusterfuck right now. <laughs> one, two, and three seeds are the only seeds set in stone. Locked down. Four through eight haven't even clinched the playoffs. Excuse me. Four through ten. No, well, the, the Clippers lost today, so they're they're going to be eliminated. From Clippers contention. are done. They so, had they had to win out. So if four they through the nine hasn't clinched the playoffs. We have Utah at four, Woo. at forty six and thirty three. San Antonio at five, at forty five and thirty four. Well, they're tied for five with OKC, but they have the series uh, season series on them. So OKC is also at forty five and thirty four at six. Minnesota's at forty four and thirty four at seven. And New Orleans is at 44 and 34 at 8. Denver is on the cusp. They're right there. They're at 44, uh, excuse me, 43 and 35. So. And they beat Timberwolves tonight. Okay. They needed that. They wanted to stay alive. Okay. So now their record is tied with Timberwolves. 
Nice. And, and, and New Orleans. Update that shit. Right? And New Orleans. Um, so, Portland at three, I think, is, is really exciting for these playoffs. Yeah, they updated it. <laughs> look, look, Danny. Right now, Denver and the Clippers are out. Yeah. You said Denver won, no? Yeah. And they beat Minnesota. And they beat Minnesota, yeah. And, and right now, Minnesota's at eight. So, they, they have the season series against... They still play that one more time, though. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they still play Minnesota one more time. If they take that one, then then yeah, I'm pretty sure they're in. Yeah. Is that the last game of the season? Are Either the last or second to last. Ooh, I hope it's the last. That's 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 drama. Right now, I'm pretty sure. Playing. I'm pretty sure they play them one more time. We're talking about the Nuggets and the Timberwolves. Timberwolves, right? All right. Um, let's see. Timberwolves play tomorrow. Oh, they play the Lakers tomorrow? They play the Lakers tomorrow. And then the Nuggets on Saturday, they play the Clippers. Then on Sunday, neither of them play. And on Monday, Timberwolves play the Grizzlies. Ooh, and then the Nuggets Nuggets play the Blazers. That's tough. Um, Yeah, they don't play each other again for the rest of the year. It's not looking good for Denver. Oh yeah, last game of the year, last Denver, Minnesota. Year. Oh, it might come down to that. Spurs, Pelicans, in Minnesota. Look at that, Spurs, Pelicans, same night. Jazz, Jazz Blazers. Blazers. Oh, bro, the West, like. So back to the standings. Oh my god! You can you can you can tell them that that one fun fact too. Gotcha. Because it's it's wide open. Oh yeah, what was the fact? Fact is that Houston, Golden State, Portland, Utah, San Antonio, Oklahoma City, New Orleans, and Minnesota are in the playoffs as of today. And that will change by tomorrow night. And there's potential for a seven-way tie in the West record-wise where Utah, San Antonio, OKC, Denver, Minnesota – New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans and the Clippers could all finish 46 and 36. We'll take the Clippers out of there now. So it'll be a six. Yeah. The Clippers are already out because they had to win out in that scenario and they lost to the Jazz tonight. Um, That's I, crazy. I couldn't imagine seven teams in one playoff race finishing with the same record. I want to know how you seed them. It comes down to season series at that point. Yeah. Yeah. But- they actually had it. Um, this is gonna take me just a second. I, I just I'm, what I'm saying is like, so San Antonio has a series, season series against Utah, but they don't have it against OKC. I, uh, that's confusing. I get. I guess I get what you mean. It, it might be easier. Than, I'm just looking at it as a big picture. But because I know like the NBA kind of like NFL like they have like breakdown like one thing goes like right. win loss comes first but right. if it's a tie then it goes down to season series between those teams or conference and then, record and then it goes down yeah then it goes down to division yeah. record conference record yeah. like it just goes down the list until they'll they figure have, it out yeah exactly they'll figure until they have a definitive you know one, one by one yeah technicalities yeah. that's crazy and that's crazy that seven or well, six teams is gonna come. Potentially come down to that. All right. In the event of a seven-way tie, the two teams with the lowest – it all goes down to head-to-head records against, against each other between the seven teams. 
So the Wolves would be fourth in this scenario because they'd have a 15-7 and seven record. The Jazz would be fifth. Nuggets six, Thunder seven, Spurs eight, and then the Clippers and Pelicans are out. And that would be interesting if that does hold up because you would see Houston and Spurs in the first round, and you know Houston would definitely be feeling some type of way after last season. So I think that would be that would be interesting. But wow. But it's already done because the Clippers needed to win out, and they didn't. When's the last time we've seen San Antonio not in the top three in seeding? Not win 50 games. Maybe 20. The oh last time they God. didn't win 50 games was 21 years ago. Right? Was it 97? Yeah. Yeah, that streak's about to be broken. Literally. They're sitting at 45. Yeah, it's over. No, it's over. 45 yeah. with four games left, three games left. Uh, they got three games left. They can win 48. <laughs> and they can still not make the playoffs. I know. And they play Portland on Saturday. Uh, so that's going to be tough. Portland's not letting up. Oh, no. Although they've been, you know, they played, they've been 5-5 five and five over their last 10, but they just came off of like a 13-game winning streak not too long ago. Um, it's getting closer to the end of the season, obviously, and what that means is LeBron is going to be a free agent come June 1st, is it? Um, you remember? Do you remember when when KD signed with the Warriors? It was on Fourth of July, and I woke up to the notification on my phone. I saw KD uh, decides to join Warriors. I was at, I was through my phone. I was at my old job when I was working at the gym, and we had a big TV. As soon as you walk in, I just got done with my workout. I mean, everybody to walk right out the door. And then you just hear the sound, and it comes all over every TV in the gym. And I'm just looking at my boss like, yeah, I'm just like, wow. That's crazy. Wow. So we're going to get more of that when when we see what LeBron decides to do. And and, Philadelphia, man. He's not leaving. LeBron's not leaving. He's not gone, James. He not gone, James. He gone. He gone, James. (laughs) He's not leaving. He's not leaving. He's not leaving. So what does he do? He finished his career at Cleveland? That's boring. If I'm him, I sign a two-year, $80 million deal and Seriously. just keep signing him. Seriously. Because he can't take less than a max. So, And they're, the Cleveland's the only team that can offer him a, the super max, the five-year 205, whatever it is. Plus the salary cap's super probably going to go up again. Stupid max. For real. Shit is crazy. And yeah, in the next three years, that salary cap's – his son is going to get eight. Six-year, two billion. <laughs> his son's probably going to make – more in like yeah, Tennessee yeah. Revenue, than he will yeah. his lifetime. Like for sure. That's just where the NBA is going. It's crazy how much it's growing, dude. I mean, I did want to get into that white side situation since, you know, the playoffs hasn't started yet and, and it's kind of dead right now for the for the Heat. We kind of just locked in that six seed. Plus the fact that it already resolved itself the next day kind of took away all the drama from it. Yeah, so it's more of just like three Heat fans expressing ourselves. I know when it happened, we were texting each other and letting each other uh, you know, know how we feel. But obviously this is for the people. And when you saw Barry Jackson tweet, because I don't know if you if you watched the post-game conference live or... Bro, I got the, no- I, I got the notification right after the game. Mm-hmm. And I saw it. And I, I saw it like, in the morning. That was a Saturday night, right? I was. Yeah, like, that was a Saturday night. I went to sleep at 9 p.m. last Saturday. And I woke up at like 4.30. I was like, wait, what? 
Yeah, I was, text I was sleeping. Group, like, yeah. this, this is what I wake up to. Yeah. 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 I went to sleep. At yeah, because I, I sent a screenshot of it yeah. in the group chat. It was actually right before – I went to sleep right before the second game came on, the Villanova-Kansas game. I didn't even get to watch it. Mm. So I was watching Atlanta, and I just kind of like – you know when you're like in the middle of a show, but you're like, I'm not really trying to watch this. So I kind of just put the laptop down. I woke up. It was 4.30 in the morning. I was like, wait, fuck. I could have been like playing PlayStation this whole time or some shit. Whatever. Tomorrow's Saturday. No, tomorrow's Friday. Fuck. Oh, well, I'm going to Lakeland this week. I'm going to get to see my parents, my sister. Shout out to my sister. It's her birthday on the 9th, on Monday. Monday. So if Miami made a win versus OKC, that'd be a good present for That'd be a nice birthday present. Uh, I was so mad. I was so mad when I fucking read that Whiteside was saying that. And then the next day, I guess he... He came back down to himself. Yeah, he, he, I, I, you know, I see it from both sides. You know, it's like, you know, right after, right after a game, you know, a team fuming. you should have beat, a team you should have beat, a team that you didn't get a chance in overtime or the fourth quarter to contribute against, uh, a team that, that basically just stuck around you know frustrating as a competitor it's just frustrating to to lose and and know that you're a focal part of the team and you didn't get to contribute I do get that from him although you kind of have to look at it as you know my coach isn't you know Stan Van Gundy no disrespect to him my coach isn't Tom Thibodeau suppose like, not out to get is, him or anything yeah this is like. Eric Spoelstra he knows what he's doing point blank point. my coach coached LeBron James Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh before you don't think he thinks he knows what he's doing with you, you know? So you got to humble yourself. You got to relax. You got to put the team first. You got to, like Spo said, Spo said, you know, I tell them, take a shower before you talk to the media. You know, rinse off all that bad energy you have or frustration after a loss and, and then get your, you know, thoughts together. This reminds me of the Florida State coach after they got eliminated from the tournament when they were down and they opted not to foul with 11 seconds left to mm-hmm. try to extend the game. And they asked him after the game, you know, why didn't you try to foul? And there was 11 seconds left. And he told the lady, really, you think that was going to change anything? You think that would have changed anything? You know, just like being really negative and And, you know, you can't say that to the media. The media is going to ask you questions. It's a bait. You know, they, they want you to say that. They want the headline. Yeah. White side said bullshit. They want Florida State coach said pointless. You know, like you gotta you gotta control your emotions, be a professional, and you know, just deal with things better. So I mean, as far as Whiteside, I, I it bothered me and we were, you know, going in on him. We were giving him a hard time too, because it's like, you know, you haven't been healthy all season, you you're out of shape, you you know, your numbers are down. Um, but at the same time, look how he responded after that. You know, he humbled himself. He took his fine. He he spoke to Spo and the team. Uh, the team still has his back. He realized we got to focus on the playoffs. And he dropped, what, 18 and, 18 and 12. And 12. And with three blocks in like 20 minutes. Like he doesn't, he doesn't have to play 30 minutes. Like he can give 25 solid minutes, especially with these rotations that Spo's worked out this yeah. year. I've, I've never seen rotations so beautiful before. Like Spo is – Spo's killing it right now. Spo to God. Like, Spo's fucking killing it this yeah. year. And He's putting the work in the film. The or? thing about Brooklyn, like, I understand it's frust- it's frustrating because Brooklyn's one of those teams, like, they're bad, but they're good yeah. at the same yeah, time. Yeah, so weird. And they have our number. They do. And, like, the, the lineups that they were using against us 
was just straight guards and small forwards on the perimeter. And Whiteside can't like, why would guard you on the perimeter. Why want to play there? Yeah, like Spo was going small. You should know that and understand that. I just, now, White, to Whiteside's point, he's saying, you know, why are we matching up when, you know, yeah, they're playing three forwards and two guards or three guards and two forwards, but okay, you got Whiteside out there, and when you get him in the paint, who's going to stop him, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, Spo left him in in that first game against Atlanta when we clinched, right. and he had some game – say he had a game-saving block at the end, and he, he was doing his thing. He, he like – he showed out. He did what he was supposed to do, and I'm glad that he was able to show it when Spo put his trust in him and his faith in him to keep him in that late. But – Whiteside, you just got to chill. You just got to relax. You got just humble yourself. Just look right. who you have in your corner. First off, you got Dwayne Wade. You got Pat fucking Riley. You got Eric Spolstra, Juwan Howard, Udonis Haslam. You got Alonzo, Alonzo Morning. Morning. You got all these guys. Some of the all-time greats, front office-wise and player-wise. Like you're good. For sure. <laughs> you literally got nothing to worry about. And that was my thing. Like the way he was, you know. I understand frustration. But my whole point was he's acting as if he's been healthy all season. Because right. he, you got to think back, even when the season started, he got off to a bad start. Because he got injured basically right out the gate. So then that took time, having to get into game mode and game preparation and things like that. And then finally, and I understand, like I said, it's definitely frustration. Because then once you finally feel like you got down pat, you got in the rhythm, then you get injured again. And then so, but like I said, I think he has to just – Basically, look at his Spo and the staff have taken him this far. Right? Why? Way too it? far. Why? Way so, too why far. second guess it now? And and then right before the playoffs, I think it was you know distracting for the team. You gotta don't make the attention about you. You know, focus your attention on what's important. That's you, that's not that's not what this franchise is about. Like, but like you said, you know they handed it the day after, and it's behind us now. Like we forgot that Whiteside even said that. Put up 18 and 12. Shut up. Do your job. Spo said no one in the locker room felt a type no, of man, way about it. Those like, dudes are dogs. And all of them got a chip on their shoulder. You know, you got guys like Tyler Johnson, James Johnson, you know, uh, Josh Richardson. These are guys that have been counted out. Even Justice Winslow, a number 10 draft pick three years ago, counted out. You know what I mean? So all these guys have called bust chips on their shoulder. And, yeah. and they understand, you know, coming from the bottom, Deion Waiters, just dogs, as I said. So – they're not going to take that to heart. White side is their bro. Let's get it. We got Cavs in the first round. Knock them out. Sweet. Gentleman style. ESPN don't pay me for that, so I got to cut that out. Get back to this NFL draft, NFL free agency outlook. The Patriots have signed yet another receiver who's decent, who will turn really good next year. J-Matt, J-Matt, J-Matt. Jordan Matthews. Who I've been waiting to have a breakout season since he came into the league. He's healthy, finally. Yeah, and I mean, you know, with Nick Foles, he played pretty good. He wasn't healthy his whole time in Philly. Went to Buffalo. Wasn't healthy his whole time there. Played with Tyrod Taylor and, uh, you know, a coach that I didn't really like. I don't really like Buffalo's coach. I don't think that his offensive system is, is – Great. Uh, granted, you know, he probably tried to run it around Tyrod Taylor and the type of quarterback that he is. But now they're probably going to try to draft possibly into the top five and get their guy and and start, you know, from scratch in a sense from the quarterback position. If they do go that route and draft in a new quarterback. 
Because right now, what do they have? Uh, Peterson. Peter, Peterman. <laughs> Nathan, Nathan, Nathan Peterman. Six, six pick. Six pick minimum. But they got somebody else, didn't they? Didn't the Bills get? Didn't they trade for quarterback? Oh, they got McCarron. They signed McCarron. Yeah, they McCarron. McCarron. Two yeah. year, ten they tra- million. They traded deal. him. No, they traded. He was a free agent. He was a free oh, okay. agent. They signed him. So I had to. It's a it's a it's a good pickup. Yeah. I mean, he played good backing up Andy Dalton, and he knows the game. He comes from you know Nick Saban's Alabama team, and he played good in the playoff series they played against Pittsburgh. Yeah, so I don't think they lost that because of him. I think they just lost you know because Marvin Lewis shouldn't be coaching that team to begin with. And Big facts. We can Mont- get into Mont- that. Montez Perfect shouldn't be in the league anymore. Yeah, he needs to get kicked out of the league. Fuck out of here. But that's neither here nor there. Hurting motherfucker. And then the Rams go and trade Brandon Cooks, who – I mean, excuse me, the Rams trade for Brandon Cooks, who didn't really work out as well as the Patriots envisioned. Mm-hmm. And they go and give – Which is crazy because he put up numbers. He was a top 12 wide receiver. He had over 1,000 yards. He had like what? 12, 12 touchdowns. touchdowns. Yeah. Uh-huh. He had a bunch of receptions. I just well, don't think going forward – yeah, going forward, they, they didn't see him fitting in the system and – they felt that they'd rather, Julian, they'd rather get an extra first-round draft pick. Who wouldn't? Going to snag Odell or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't think Bill Belichick is here for that Tom Foolery shit. That Odell. You know, <laughs> he's like, that's Tom Foolery? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think Belichick plays that. And yeah, no, he's like, listen, we already got Gronk. We already got a handful with that. Let's not bring in another. Because that's not – that's not their model. They're like the San Antonio. They're black the and NFL. white. Yeah, they're black yeah, and like, white. They like to stay low key. They keep everything. Win Super Bowls. That's all they like to do. They like to get to the playoffs and win Super Bowls. And if Tom Brady has a feeling about somebody, you best believe that's being addressed in the front office. Um, you know, I don't know if it was personal, Brandon Cooks. I highly doubt it was. As you said, they added another first round pick. Who wouldn't do that? I mean, you know what you're getting out of Brandon Cooks. Um, and they tested it this year. They got to the Super Bowl, and it wasn't enough, you know? And granted, it was an offensive game. It's not like the defense shut them down. Mm-hmm. Maybe they need to go and draft the first-round fucking linebacker or, or, or pass rusher or, a, you know, a defensive back who can change the defense because 500 yards in the Super Bowl is highly unacceptable. The most ever given up. Like, Well, didn't Brandon, Brandon Cooks have taken out in, what, the second quarter? Yeah, right? he got hurt. Mm-hmm. He got licked. Licked. Who Licked. was that? Uh, I think it was Malcolm, Malcolm Jenkins. Jenkins. That's who it was. Black Power. <laughs> <laughs> Malcolm Jenkins, the activist. No lean. But at this point, I don't really like nothing the Patriots do is surprise me. Like they could trade, like they could literally trade Tom Brady yeah. at this point. And I'd be like, that's just their motto. He, so, got, yeah, he got old. <laughs> yeah, like because they've done it, you know. It was kind of like sunk in, like after they did the whole. I remember when they traded uh, Richard Seymour to right. the Raiders. Everybody's like, "What are they doing?" And then they traded Chandler Jones. Everybody's yep. like, yep. "What is like?" And that's, uh, they traded Jamie Collins. Yeah. So it's like that's just it's what they do. They exactly. know they know how to pick out you know what they, what they don't need, and they're still making the Super Bowl. So it's not you know it's not affecting them too deep. Um, another signing, which was a pretty smart signing by the Eagles, they signed tight end Richard Rodgers after they lost. Trey Burton, um, who was Rich. the quarterback on the Philly special play and threw that touchdown to Nick Foles. But, you know, Trey Burton went off 
and is I believe is going to have a pretty good career in the NFL under good coaching. The, the bitch ass Bears. They got a good squad. The Bears. And uh, Richard Rodgers, we know what he is. He's a good veteran, big receiving tight end. He's sure, young as shit. He's a sure hand, but he's a vet. You know yeah. what I mean? He, and he plays with Rodgers. So he knows what he's doing. He knows how to run his routes. For those of you who don't know who Richard Rodgers is, um, go watch football. Go watch. Go YouTube uh, <laughs> the Rodgers Hail Mary against the Lions from two seasons ago. You're welcome. That's Richard Rodgers. He, his hands are... So wait, can I say this about Jeff Janis then? No. Okay. So then. It's all about Michael Clark now. Michael Clark hype train. You don't even know who that is. Nobody needs to know who that is. Let him show us who he is. Remember I told y'all Aaron Jones? Yeah, but I don't want you to, you know, I don't want you to get out here just just saying shit. I want you to be right about it. She's like, I didn't have a feeling of doubt with Aaron Jones. I was like, oh, all right. Like, I know we don't fact check, but we have a limit. You, you say know? he's good, all right. But what's his name? Ryan, Anthony Clark, what's his name? Michael Clark. Michael Clark. The fuck is that? He sounds like a left tackle. Six for six. Yeah? Six Possession six. receiver? Mm-hmm. That sounds like dog. a car sale. That's my dog. <laughs> my, but yeah, I, I called Michael Clark back and... and uh, I can, wanna, I can try my dog. He didn't want to... <laughs> this is Michael Clark from State Farm. He wouldn't take the dealer fee off. <laughs> fuck. Um, Marquette King. We saw him... Get released from the Raiders due to maybe personality issues. John Gruden is trying to implement a new foundation in the locker room. What else could it be? Because if you look at the punts and the stats, it's a Pro Bowl punter right there. And the only reason he wasn't the starting Pro Bowl punter was because <laughs> the Rams have – well, that was on the NFC, sorry. And who was the AFC starting punter on the Pro Bowl? That's a good question, was it, isn't it? Was it uh, isn't Leclerc? Huh? Leclerc from Houston? Hmm. Might have been. Who the fuck? Let's see. I'm going to look that up. I, I'm going to fact check right now. Because Marcus King, not only does he like just vomit for yards and yards, like that hang time. <laughs> I heard Martin Luther King. No, but that hang time on, on, the, on the ball is insane. Yeah. And he puts it right where he wants it. <clears throat> Brett Kern from the Titans. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't have yeah. known that, but definitely Marquette King should have been right there up under him for the maybe, AFC. Maybe John Gruden's like, eh, I know you. Do you need a black punter? Like, I feel like, come on now, <laughs> come on now. I feel like your talents can be used elsewhere. You know? Like, go try out for receiver. Yeah, can can you catch the ball? Yeah. Oh my god, that's mm-hmm. some John Gruden shit. Wow. So he goes to the AFC West and signs a three-year deal for seven million with the Broncos, and you know that's that's good for the Broncos because they're gonna you know get a good special teams player, and I think the punter position is really very underrated. Yeah, underrated and not appreciated. Like the Colts had Pat McAfee for for a couple of years, and and now we have a Rigoberto Sanchez, and we believe in him. You know what I wanted to bring up since we're talking about you know special teams and, and kicks. I know how we talked about last week how they said. That that they might um, do away with special teams altogether. Mm. You know what I thought of? It just hit me. What about onside kicks? Yeah, no, none of that. None like of that. how? None of that. How would you? That's what about squib kicks? I mean, you, 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 anything, anything. I mean, it's like I was telling Danny. If okay, say you're 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 down. When three, we were talking. One of these days, like last week, I remember, 
Man, this nigga trying to check me. I remember I was talking to you, bro. You don't remember. You need to lay off the weed. Duh. But that'd be like a 30 for 30. It'd be like, what if I told you onside kicks didn't exist and then it showed like the Seattle and Green Bay one? Oh, we would have won the Super Bowl that year. I thought you were going to say, what if I told you when? (laughs) When? (laughs) Fuck out of here. Anyway, like I said, I was telling him that if they take away the, the, you know, kickoffs, Say you're down by three with a minute left, one timeout. Your best bet is getting that ball on the, on the kickoff and taking it as far as you can upfield to get the best field position. Now you're going to be down three, one timeout, 25 seconds left, and you have to take it from the 25-yard line. You know what I'm saying? So I think it takes away – one, it takes away from the tradition of football. Like kickoff is one of the most iconic plays in football because – that's when, you know, you watch the Super Bowl and it's the, the, the initial kickoff. Like, shout out Devin Hester. That would ne- that would have never happened if they never had that. Shout out Jacoby Jones. Jacoby Jones. Shout out Percy Harvin. You know what I'm talking about? Jeff Gent. No. <laughs> no. Bro, the kickoff is like when the fucking dude shoots the gun in the air and then you start running. Like, it's, like this the guy, it's iconic. The guy lands on the jetpack on the field. And that's my parachute. thing, like... If you have no, like, what about the players like Devin Hester? Like, you know, those... Yeah, skill, Tyreek Hills. Tyreek Hills. Those kickoff you know, spe- specialists. Like, why not take the punt, punt? Like, how do you not take the punt away? You know what I'm saying? If you take the kickoff away. Because what is special teams? Just a punter and a field goal, and a field goal kicker? It doesn't make sense to me. I don't think they're going to do it. Um... It's, it's one of those things where if the, if the numbers add up, they'll do it. And they'll lose the fans, though. Is what it is. What I'm more concerned about and confused about is RG3 getting a contract from the Baltimore Ravens. Isn't that the team that knocked him out of his misery with that hit before the playoffs and hurt him? It's also yes. the team who wouldn't sign Kaepernick. <laughs> it's also the team whose coach is the brother of Kaepernick's Ex-coach. Or ex-ex-coach. But you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, just blood brother. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. These niggas are twins. We don't fuck with exes. <laughs> Save that for the other pocket. Oh, <laughs> I, I thought we were doing the other one. My bad. <laughs> but seriously, I mean, RG3? Like, might as well sign Johnny Manziel at this point. I know that bitch listening. <laughs> Might as well sign Johnny Someone's going to sign Johnny Football. It's going to be New England. Hot take. Hot New take. England's about to sign his ass. Man, that's frustrating, man. Um, you know, as far as that whole kickoff situation goes, I hope the NFL keeps the game where it's at. Doesn't make too much rule changes. You know, we see a little bit of rule changes. We see the catch rule getting, you know, edited here and there, but... I don't want any drastic rule changes to where you don't recognize the game of football as it was, you know, how we were raised for it. And I get the safety part. I'm not trying to ignore that. I'm not trying to downplay it. But the game is a game. And at the end of the day, I look at it as like these dudes are playing for millions of dollars. Not everybody. They signed up for it. Not everybody. I'm sorry. And and They signed up for it. Yeah, they they signed up for it. And, And they're not complaining. You know what I mean? They're complaining about Thursday night football. They're not complaining about a kickoff, and they're not complaining about 
don't tell guys not to lower their heads when they tackle me. You know, unfortunately, we don't want to see another Ryan Shazier incident. So they're looking out for them in that aspect. I still think that rule is going to take away from the game because how do you tackle somebody without lowering your head? I mean, you got to get your ass ran over. Mm-hmm. I mean, just shout out to pretty much anybody who plays defense nowadays. You think you want to see David Johnson and because, not lower your head? Yeah. Come how are you going to tackle the motherfucker? <laughs> Come on, because bro. I don't know how you even play defense nowadays. Like, every year there's a rule change to hurt the defense. It's, like, damn near impossible. That's what Mike Mitchell – you remember when Mike Mitchell for the Steelers went on that postgame rant, which, by the way, he signed a deal with the New York Giants today. But He snapped. He went on a rant, and he was saying, you know, like, this is a man's game. Like, if you're not ready for it, don't come. You know what I mean? We, we can't just change all these rules and, and, and just baby the game. Like, this is what it's been. This is what it is. And, and you know, you got to take what comes with it. So – Final take, Justin. What did you want to leave on this episode with? This Saturday will be UFC 223, where originally it was supposed to be Tony Ferguson versus Khabib for the 155 belt. But after Ferguson getting injured on a six-day turnaround, the featherweight at 145 champion Max Holloway is taking the fight. And I don't know how he's able to make weight, but if he does manage to beat Khabib, he will be only the second person um, besides Conor McGregor to hold two belts in two different weight classes at the same time. Now, as of, of which, yeah, speaking of the notorious one, fucking Irish. As it stands right now, he is still the 155 champ. Now, once. The bell officially rings. He will be stripped. The fucking bell. There will be no interim champ anymore. This will be for the official 155 belt. And Connor didn't take too well to that mm. by showing up at the media day at Barclays. And now, because of his antics, not only did he get arrested by the 70th precinct of NYPD, because of his antics, three fights on that card. Are now lost. I don't know how Dana's gonna bounce back from this. I don't know what Connor's future is, but now to jump on that, it's it's Dana White came out and said that this is the most despicable thing, you know, that's ever happened in UFC history. This is the most disgusting thing. He can't believe Connor would do something like this. And he was asked, Do you still want to do business with him? His answer was, Would you? Would you? He didn't say no. I cannot answer a question with a question. And he didn't say yes because he's a businessman. That's why. One. Two. He's trying to avoid answering two, the question. Two. The answer is fuck yeah. <laughs> because if you don't do business with Conor McGregor anymore, your business will not be doing as good as it was when Conor McGregor was in it. I don't think it would make sense uh, to not do business anymore with Conor McGregor. He's still in his prime. He was planning to fight this year for the first time since 2016 in the Octagon. He was scheduled to come back in September. And don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, punishment is punishment and, 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 you know, consequences are consequences, which I do think he deserves because I think it's wrong that you're so selfish and self-centered that you go, you know, out of your way to ruin something that, that fans, like this is for the fans. Obviously, you know, these guys are fighting for their lives and, and, and to support their families, but 
this revenue comes from the fans, from us, like normal-ass people who go out to Bruise Room on Saturday night to watch the fight. You can't – now they're – you can't – like they're not even able to watch the fight that they've been expecting for how long this card has been out. So it's very inconsiderate of Conor McGregor. And, and you know, you look at something like a white side where he's calling out his team and saying that it's bullshit – that he's not playing as many minutes. Now, as selfish as that was and as upsetting to us as that was, this is 10 times worse because, one, he actually did injure somebody unprofessionally. It wasn't – he didn't get paid to do it. It wasn't planned. This wasn't WWE, which it looked like. And, and you know, he, he put other people's lives at risk, whether you like it or, you know, like to hear that or not. And I'm not trying to sound like, you know, a police-ass nigga, but – the man's throwing barricades at somebody's bus and wilding out backstage, messing up, you know, fight cards. And it's just, you don't do certain things. And McGregor needs to take a seat. He shouldn't fight this year. He definitely shouldn't fight. Shouldn't make no money from the UFC for this rest of the year, as, as far as I'm concerned. But Danielson? Um, I want to give a just really quick, quick shout out to – that's funny. I was going to do a quick shout-out to the Indiana Pacers tonight who swept the Warriors this year and are the first Eastern Conference team to sweep the Warriors since 2013. So shout-out to them. I think it's time we take the Pacers seriously. Yeah. I mean, Kevin fun. Durant and Klay Thompson did play tonight, and they played sufficient minutes. KD even dropped 27 points. Mm-hmm. Draymond Green only dropped 9 points. And they got that ass one by 20. On the road, too. Bogdanovic had... Indy was home. Bogdanovic had 30 points in 28 minutes against them. My dog went off. Seven of nine from three. He was was killing them. My shout-out goes to Cardi B. Dropped Mm. the album. Just dropped the album. Go listen to it. She got YG on there. She got Migos on there. She got J Balvin, Bad Bunny... And probably somebody else I didn't hear yet. But the album's bumping. She, you know, she's the black Latina girl that's popping in the streets. And she's doing it for the women. So, shout out to Cardi B. Poured my heart out to a piece of shit. In- invasion of Privacy. Out now. I ain't even getting paid for this. I'm going to advertise this later. But... <laughs> she gotta have on the podcast. I wanna get married like the Curry, Stephen Aisha shit, but we more like Belly, Tommy and Keisha shit. Gave you TLC, you wanna creep and shit. Pulled out my whole heart to a piece of shit. Man, I thought you would've learned your lesson. Bow, liking pictures, not returning texts. I guess it's fine, man, I get the message. You still stutter after certain questions. You keep in contact with certain exes. Do you though? Trust me, nigga, it's cool though. Said that you was working, but you out here chasing culo and putas, chilling poolside, living two lives. I could've did what you did to me to you a few times, but if I did decide to slide, find a nigga, fuck him, suck his dick. You would've been pissed, but that's not my MO. I'm not that type of bitch, and karma for you is gonna be who you end up with. Don't make me sick, nigga. I adore. I gave you everything was mine is yours. I want you to live your life, of course. But I hope you get what you're dying for. Be careful with me. Do you know what you're doing? Whose feelings that you hurting and bruising? You gon' gain the whole world, but is it worth the girl that you lose? And be careful with me.
so worn and be careful with me. Yeah. My heart is like a package with a fragile label on it. Be careful with me. Guess you acting now, now you got an audience Tell me where your mind is, drop a pin, what's the coordinates? You might have a fortune, but you lose me You still gonna be misfortunate, nigga Tell me, this love's got you this fucked up in the head You want some random bitch up in your bag? She don't even know your middle name Watch her, cause she might steal your chain You don't want someone who love you instead? I guess not, though, it's blame, disrespect You nothing like the nigga I met Talk to me crazy and you quick to forget You even got me Tripping. You got me looking in the mirror different Thinking I'm flawed because you ain't consistent Between a rock and a hard place The mud and the dirt is gone Hurt me to hate you, but loving you's worse It all stopped so abrupt You started switching it up Teach me to be like you So I cannot give a fuck Free to mess with someone else I wish these feelings could melt Cause you don't care about a thing Except your motherfucking self You make me sick, I adore I gave you everything was mine is yours I want you to live your life, of course But I hope you get what you're dying for Be careful with me Do you know what you're doing? Whose feelings that you're hurting and bruising? You gon' gain the whole world, but is it worth the girl that you're losing? Be careful with me Yeah, it's not a threat, it's a warning Be careful with me Yeah. My heart is like a package with a fragile label on it. Be careful with me.